Welcome to this edition of the Million Dollar Mastermind Podcast. This is where we pick the brains of high achievers from all walks of life and get their hard-earned, real-world insights on winning. I'm your host, Larry Wydell. So, you're traveling alone on all of these adventures. What's Yeah, mostly. What's up with, you know, the life of an entrepreneur is lonely. And uh, because there's so many things that you do, uh, you know, if you have a spouse, you have to be more stable and everything. But if you have, usually that's why even when you have a partner or inner circle, there's just a few people that you make all the decisions with and wind up talking to because there's so many things you have to come up with yourself. Uh, uh, yep. But it does help to have someone around you that you as a sounding board. Were you staying staying in touch with people uh, over the internet, over the phone, or whatever uh, uh, as you went down on this adventure, or were you just uh, incommunicado? Yeah, I mean, the, the Africa trip was in 2010, so that was before the iPhone, that was before WhatsApp. So there was only communication via email, and very randomly, very rarely, maybe calls via Skype. Uh, I started traveling in 2000, 2000 and, and there the normal thing was like going to the internet cafe, sitting on an un- uncomfortable chair and sending an email to mom and dad saying, I'm okay, don't worry. Um, after 2012, with the introduction of the iPhone and, and services like WhatsApp, I was way more in touch, especially via vo- voice notes. And yeah, I'm, I'm in touch with my friends who are mainly in Berlin yeah, and my family. Yeah. And so uh, you get over there to... Uh... Zendesk, and how soon do you get the idea? I'm going to start my own company. <laughs> so that was because um, I was I was a pre-sales technical enabler. That's what was was my role. So I was more uh, like a salesperson who was kind of salesy um, and not too techy, but also techy. So they would bring me in on the meetings with the high-profile customers to support the salespeople with technical answers. And um, at some point, we actually closed the deal with a rather big customer who was buying 100 agents per month, which was you know a good amount of money coming in for Zendis every month. But this customer also needed data migration. This customer needed to switch from the system they were using to Zendesk. Right. And we, as part of the deal, promised that we're going to do it. Now, we didn't do that. We needed an external partner a third partner, and I was responsible to find that partner. And that partner quoted us $25,000, which was, it, it just kind of made us angry because that was just way too much for a very simple thing. So I said, hey, let me try to do it. You know, I know some developing because I snuck into a conference for the free fish and learned some of yeah. that. And I did it. I did it in a week. Um, so I saved then this 25K. And at that point, there was this seed in my mind saying, well, next time I have to do this migration, I can do it for half of the money. And I actually don't only have to press a button because I already developed the algorithm for the for the source system, you know? And uh, then that came together with a friend of mine from school who we were all worried about. He was hospitalized. He had a tinnitus. He was close to suicide. And um, I brought him to the Amazonas uh, because I speak Spanish, I, I, I off, he paid my flight and I, I took all my vacations that I had. And I said, hey, if you want to, then let's go to the jungle. I know some shamans there. Maybe that helps. And so we went into the Peruvian Amazonas for a whole month. And there I, I thought, because I was working 80 hours a, a week and I loved it, 
I love working 80 hours a week. Um, it was so exciting to be there in London after one year of Africa and not, you know, being productive in the traditional sense. Right. But I thought if, if I keep on like that, I will end up like that, burnt out. Um, so there in the Amazonas, I sent an email to my boss saying I need a meeting. And then I came up with a PowerPoint where it's like, this is me at Zendesk. This is me happy. And there was like me with a guitar on the picture and me going to TED conferences and me doing all sorts of things. And I said, I cannot combine this with 80 hours of work per week. And uh, so he said, well, why don't you do your own thing? And we send you customers, you know, and we send you people that need data migrations. And that's how it started. And then since 2014, I had my own company, or 2013, actually. So nine years, for nine years, I had my own company. I had employees and was delivering um, data migrations and other things like implementations and, and designs for, for CRM-related products. Well. You bring up a point there. Before that time, you said you you had done a lot of traveling. Yeah. And uh, if you don't have, it's one, there, there's different levels or styles of traveling. And when right. you're young and crazy, you can sleep on the ground and eat bread and scrounge around. But after five, 10, 15 years of that, that's not quite as uh, romantic and yeah. uh, fun as. Yeah. It was when you're young and dumb and the first time you've been, you know, and yeah. it's, it, at some point, the idea uh, should come to you like it'd be awfully uh, nice for me to able to be afford, able to afford to do this from a time and money standpoint. And that seems like that was the point, the realization you came to when you were working in London and said, uh, I'm loving it, but I don't want to be doing this the rest of my life. You know, as you could see the time coming where you wouldn't be loving it. And you said, how can I make a transition and get to where I can make this pay off for me and do all of these other things that I'm really excited long-term? Because the, the thing I bring this out, Fabian, is people have it in their mind that it's bad to want nice things you know like you want a ferrari bad you want a nice home bad you know because you know that's just materialistic that's selfish you know you want to uh travel the world you know there's that's selfish that's that you know you should be thinking of other people but why it's good is the fact that if you follow the things that really excite you it turns on an internal engine, uh, internal motivation, and you wind up being like insanely productive because right. it allows you to go after things that really uh, light your fire. And what I found is there, I found a lot of people got changed their life because they made up their mind they wanted a Ferrari, they wanted something, something wild. And uh, they want to live in a certain country or make a big certain move. And that's going to require a big level of success and cash. And, and they jump into their, their work with a passion and become incredibly productive. And then when, it, when they're able to go get the Ferrari or whatever, it's like, it doesn't matter as much anymore, you know, because they've changed their life. You know, they've got other things they're more excited about. But it was that initial dream that caused them to break out of the mundane pattern of just going to work. And uh, you 
you made that break early in leaving Zendesk. That's what Zendesk, that's what I'm hearing. Is that somewhere? Yes, close to yes. I mean, Zendesk itself was like a big adventure, right? And it only lasted a year. So that's not too bad. And I, I, it, it's not like, like I actually asked if I can sleep in the office. We were four guys in our team. We were just working all the time. We, we ate in front of the screen. The only time we were not working was when we were sleeping. I didn't go out into bars. I didn't feel I needed it. It was so exciting. It was so much learning. And in one year, I learned like 10 years of university. So that itself was an adventure. That was exactly what I wanted to do, but not in the long run, right? And so, so after that, I just had my own company i made way more money and invested way less time and then i just thought what can i do in terms of optimizing the processes especially repetitive processes to bring down the time i need to make that kind of money so i free up a lot of other time that i can use for whatever i want to do and i didn't stop traveling the whole ten, last 10 years where i had my own company i was everywhere uh, you know, from the Caribbean to Africa to all sorts of places around the world. And I was working from there, from coffee shops and from co-working spaces and from a Land Rover. I have a, I have a Land Rover you can sleep in. I was driving whole, the whole South America with, with two of my colleagues um, while working from the road. So we made it an adventure all the time. Um, but yeah, it, it, the business itself was just a means to an end to get the money in to finance whatever... Um, I wanted to do. And for me, the definition of success here is that as long as I can fly everywhere I want, I can spend everything I want, I can invite anyone I want for dinner, and I save some money at the same time, that's, I don't need more. Yeah. And I had that for the last 10 years. Yeah. You said you've got some notes here. For a seven month period, you managed your company out of a Land Rover Defender. Mm -hmm. And uh, while filming a web series for Wired called The Startup right. Diaries, and uh, where you and a bunch of other founders traveled 17,000 kilometers through 10 countries, did not miss a single conference call, <laughs> One during which I got press conference from several Latin America's largest TV, uh, newspaper, radio stations, as well as interviews over a dozen leading digital nomad publications. You delivered a TED Talk right. in Bogota collaborated with Wired, produced an eight-part exclusive on running a nomad company. All of this is within seven months, by the way, on the, out of a Land Rover, on the run. It <laughs> yeah. just shows what you can do and interviewed a dozen of the most interesting entrepreneurs across that continent and managed a global team of producers, editors. See, that, that's the kind of thing that reminds me. I, I've, got, uh, I've always done conference calls, you know, at least one conference call to kick off the week. And I remember when we... We're starting a marketing organization in 2003 in London. And, uh, you know, the organization was in the United States, but I had the cell phone and I could remember the only, we were, we were out at Windsor Castle and the only place I could get a signal was standing on a bench at the tubes, the, the railroad station at Windsor Castle. And I'm standing yeah. up there on the bench. Leaning against the wall, all, all the trains are coming and going, and I'm doing the conference call to the United yep. States. Nobody knew the difference. Nobody knew the difference. Been there, man. I yeah. had plenty of those. I had plenty of those. The best story is when I was stuck in the sand with a Land Rover Defender in South Peru, and we had two hours to make it to an internet place with a, with a stable Wi-Fi interconnection. We had no internet. We were stuck in the desert, literally. We didn't know how to get the car out, and we were supposed to be on a go-live call where, where the client would start using the app we had developed for them. 
And so we dug out the car. We used a mechanical winch to get out and we just rose, raced through the desert and made it into some wooden shack where there's like kids playing Counter-Strike and listening to reggaeton. And uh, we're doing the call and it's actually over and there's chicken flying into the wooden cyber coffee shack. And the guys on the other end, we're like, we have connection issues. We can't turn our camera on. But the guys on the other end is an online casino in Las Vegas and then in suits with a microphone on the middle of the table. And, 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 and it worked, you know? And it, as you say, it doesn't make a difference. And it was 2015. And it was so amazing because this is the first time when, when this is, is possible, you know, we, where we have the technology everywhere around the world where we can lock into conference calls, which is basically the, the biggest bandwidth you need uh, in business. And you can do it from the desert in, in Peru. And nobody call, cares if you're wearing flip-flops and Bermudas and haven't showered for two days, like we in that situation, as long as the result is great. You know, nobody cares anymore, at least not if it's, if it's innovative new companies with, with young founders. Thanks for listening to the Million Dollar Mastermind. If you felt there were any valuable takeaways from this episode, please take a minute and leave us a five-star review. Your feedback is important and really helps us get the word out to a wider audience. Remember, we have a valuable webinar that is absolutely free. Register for it right now at whitealamwinning.com. Thanks for listening.